Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. This is Friday, the first day of March in the year of our Lord, 2024. I will be talking about the crisis of illegal immigration, or what many describe as a crisis, but the federal government doesn't seem to see it as a crisis at all. In fact, the federal government maintains an immigration policy that makes the murder of Americans by illegal invaders inevitable, but no one seems to care. A lot of things are happening at the border right now. Those things are likely to make it a top priority, a top focus of the 2024 presidential election. I know that if I were a presidential candidate this year, the border would be my main focus, followed closely by the stupid, pointless foreign wars of this country, the millions of migrants assisted into the country by Joe Biden are causing havoc for a lot of people, a lot of states. But my focus today is about how the problem affects one individual person. That one person was a 22-year-old nursing student in Georgia named Lincoln Riley. I hope her family will forgive me for using her name, but I could see no other way to tell her story. Lincoln was a beautiful young woman with a great future in front of her until she was brutally murdered by Joe Biden's immigration policy. Yes, that's right, Joe. This one's on you. Just go ahead and eat your ice cream while her family grieves. She was an Augusta University nursing student, a graduate of River Ridge High School, where she was a great student and a star athlete. She was enrolled at the University of Georgia until she transferred to Augusta to pursue nursing. She went out for a run one day, and when she didn't come back, her friend reported her missing accolades of her young life poured in from her relatives and those who knew her. Her younger sister described Lakin as her best friend. The superintendent of school sent condolences, as did the pastor of the Riley's church. Neighbors who knew Lakin said they could just could not fathom what happened. Quote, we were heartbroken because we have a daughter that could very well be in the same situation. Her heart goes out to the family. I just cannot even imagine. You think of the young ladies that you know out there. It makes me worried. I grew up, my mom always said, you do everything in numbers. You do never do anything by yourself. That is what I've taught my daughter, end quote. Well, yes, yes, it's shocking. One's heart does go out to her family, but I do understand it, and I do know what happened. She was murdered. She was murdered by a man invited into this country by the policies of one of the most uncaring, unfeeling people to ever occupy the White House. Law enforcement did their jobs and arrested the suspect right away, but that doesn't bring Lakin back. It doesn't relieve the suffering of her family. Somehow it would be nice if Joe Biden could be required to respond in damages to that family for the incurable grief he caused them, he should be able to cover it easily just from his barisma cost. The illegal arrested for Lakin's murder crossed the border into Texas on September 8th of last year and was sent to a processing facility there. I suppose the Border Patrol looked at him and said, well, you look like one of the people Nicolas Maduro just released from his Venezuelan prison so come on in, welcome. His name is Jose Antonio Ibera. He and his wife, Lailing Franco, and her five-year-old son entered El Paso, Texas together. But they were then sent to New York City on September 15th, where Jose posted some happy, smiling pictures of himself on social media. He apparently enjoyed his time in New York. 
the expense at the expense of the people of New York City. They, like their president, Joe Biden, invited him in by voting themselves a sanctuary city. He worked a few jobs like DoorDash, Uber Eats, and at a local restaurant where he was arrested in August for endangering the welfare of a child after he was caught in Queens riding a gas-powered moped with Franco's younger son on the back without any head protection or restraint for the child in November. The couple split up and Jose went down to Georgia to live with his brother, Diego, who apparently once worked at the University of Georgia. Lakin's body was found last Thursday in a forested park as part of the UGA campus after she had gone out for a run. Ibera was arrested Charged last Friday with the malice and felony murder, aggravated battery, kidnapping, concealing the death of another related minor charges. Police referred to it as a crime of opportunity. It was a crime of opportunity then. If it was such a thing, I know who gave Ibera the opportunity, and that man was Joe Biden. Ibera's brother, Diego, who was arrested for drunk driving in Georgia in September, Arrested again this week for presenting a fake green card to police as they questioned suspects in Lakin's murder. He used a fake green card two weeks ago to get into a temporary job as a dishwasher at the UGA campus. Too bad. He couldn't have just waited a couple of weeks because he could now go up to New York City and get a $10,000 prepaid debit card with no restrictions whatsoever, courtesy of Mayor Eric Adams. The media has been reporting for months the story of Governor Greg Abbott's stand against illegal immigration into the state of Texas. Since the Border Patrol, at the orders of the Biden administration, has turned into an agency to make illegal crossings easier, Texas felt it necessary to do something on a state level. The Texas State Guard was mobilized. They strung concertina wire along the border at the most active crossing points. The Border Patrol started going Right behind them, cutting the wire, helping the illegals into the country. So Texas barred the Border Patrol from certain parts of the border. A lawsuit was filed by the federal government, which quickly went up the ladder until the Fifth Circuit issued an injunction against the Border Patrol. There is a pretty good rule of thumb now in the federal system. That rule of thumb is that if you are a Democrat, you will eventually find a Democrat judge who will give you the decision you want. In this case, it was the United States Supreme Court, which lifted the injunction by a five to four vote. That decision is what started me on this long rant about immigration, because what it really means is now there is no border. There is a country without a border, and a country without a border is no country. <clears throat> it's not enough that we are at the mercy of every psychopathic criminal in every Democrat city in this country because Democrat George Soros-funded district attorneys will not prosecute them, and Dem Democrat judges often do not even set bail for them. Now, we are the subject of the criminals from every third-world country which wants to empty its prisons along the Rio Grande. What if anything can be done about a federal government that has lost its way. I mean, is this a Fort Sumter-level event going on down in Texas? My answer is that it could be. It could be a Fort Sumter event, but there are a few things that could be done first. This all depends on whether Biden is more committed 
to destroying his own country than Greg Abbott is to saving it. My advice to the governor would be to test that premise by barring the Border Patrol from Texas, not just the border. Tell them you have 24 hours to leave the state with all your weapons and all your equipment, whatever you are unable to take with you in 24 hours, whether weapons or equipment will be confiscated and turned over to the Texas State Guard. Notice I did not refer to them as National Guard because I assumed the governor of Texas would refuse attempts by the federal government to federalize them or nationalize them. Tell the Border Patrol that any of them left in Texas after 24 hours will be arrested. Would Joe Biden call the governor's bluff? If he did, he might just find out it's not a bluff. What is the federal government's response to such a thing as what I am suggesting? Here is where we go down a different rabbit hole into a different Castle report for a different Friday because of this topic, today's topic, is money. Ever since President Nixon took us off the gold standard back in 1971, the federal government has had an unlimited supply of money. They call it debt. To buy all things and all people, they have basically bought the entire world and all the world's chickens, but now those chickens are coming home to roost. Here is where the feds say, we are going to cut off your money supply. And without that, you are done for. All those benefits like food stamps, Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, a million other things the federal government provides through its massive debt, they're all gone. We would then see what the governor of Texas and the people of Texas are made of because if this is a Fort Sumter event, then Texas would have to survive on its own anyway. So my answer would be to tell the feds I am confiscating the income tax of all Texas people and using that money to provide the benefits you are taking from us with real money, not your debt. How far are you willing to push this, Joe? Because I'm prepared to go all the way with it. If you are, well, let's get it on. The people of Texas have been fighting your stupid no-win, no-point wars about 80 years now. So we should be willing to actually fight for something important like independence. None of this is necessary, however, because there are reasonable alternatives for reasonable people to pursue. Problem is that right now the federal government does not have very many reasonable people to negotiate with. There is a little bit of good news out there. That is, that recent polls from multiple sources show that for the first time in history, the American people, by a sizable majority, favor a border wall. Even larger majority think immigration is a very serious problem. For those who won't even say it is a serious problem, I wonder what Lakin's family would say to them. We have got to stop or at least slow down the influx of criminals, drugs, and terrorists, and that will require the will of the people to accomplish. There are ways to stop the flow and deport those who need deporting. Now, before you start, folks, I'm not talking about some poor Mexican grandmother who has cleaned hotel rooms for 20 years. No, no, you know what kind of people I'm in favor of deporting. There are other ways to avoid conflict between people of goodwill. Do people in our discussion have goodwill on both sides? I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt to anyone. But I suspect that the feds would expect to dictate terms and not bargain in good faith. Deportations would have to happen. 
But in return, perhaps the Bracero program could be reinstated. That program ran from 1942 to 1964. It worked very well to stabilize the border. People could enter the U.S. to work without their families. They would be free to send the money they earned home to their families. Since much of the work was seasonal, they could leave and come back whenever they wanted. Families were cared for, and the U.S. welfare system was not overtaxed. Most of the welfare we have today didn't exist then. So the benefits we have now should be restricted to American citizens only. That's my opinion anyway. Is that a reasonable demand? Well, yes, it seems more than reasonable to me. They would have, that would help solve the border crisis if we had the resolve to build and maintain barriers and it would restore the value of citizenship in America. Finally, folks, my heart goes out to Lakin's family for the unnecessary loss of this young woman. That one and many others are on you, Joe. Thanks for nothing. At least that's the way I see it. Till next time, folks, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.